We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Absolutely Epic Early Week Podcast, Week 7. Dean here. That's Dean7904 if you want to get all text and call me. Batten first, leading off. It's uh, Grant Niefer coming live to us from uh, Las Vegas. What's up, Grant? They should really call it Lost Wages because I lost a lot of money this weekend. Oh, boy. Well, you know, <laughs> I tried to warn you. I said the Dolphins getting too many points at home against the, the, that toilet bowl of a game against Washington. I tried to help you out, tried to save you in that one. Oh, that no, that McLaurin's one of the only things that saved me from losing everything. But yeah, probably my worst weekend in four years. Luckily, uh, the rest of the season's gone well enough where I'm still up good. Well, yeah, yeah I was talking like you're actually, I was thinking actual like real wages, like uh, just, you know, going to the betting uh, window and like actually betting Washington versus Miami, like old school before DFS. That was sort of my thought process. Oh, no, there, no, but... no, I, I, I crushed, crushed actual sports betting. DFS just got destroyed. Well, there you go. Yeah, we were talking about this pre-show, and uh, I was saying how I was excited, but I, I won a hundred bucks. Like normally, you, like I kind of did the math, and I'm like, I thought it wasn't going to work out for me that week, but uh, uh, and I didn't really love that week, you know, last week going in, and uh, you know, I ended up winning like a hundred dollars, and I'm like, I was thrilled. I was like, yeah, this is a great week, and now we're going to bring in uh, Mangone, who's fully tilted uh, currently because uh, Fortnite is down. <laughs> so he's very upset that Fortnite is down. He's got his priorities straight in life. A uh, 30-year-old man, give or take, I might be rounding up. But, uh, Mangone, you want to give us 30 seconds on why you're, you know, how upset you are about Fortnite not being a thing? Oh, yeah, dude. It's so tilting, man. I just, uh, after the games, didn't have the best NFL Sunday. You know, wasn't my worst, wasn't my best. Uh, you know, got some money back, you know, broke even on one site. You know, another site won a little money, another site lost money. So, I uh, wasn't happy with the day. And I was like, no, I'm just going to hop on uh, the video games, you know, find a way to decompress on Sunday night, just enjoy <laughs> life. Uh, you know, Chargers, uh, Chargers, Steelers wasn't getting the job done. Um, I hate the Yankees because I'm a Met fan. I'm just jealous. So I have to watch the stupid Yankees in a 2-2 game and like sweat that out. That was a pass. And well, they so, lost. Spoiler yeah, yeah. Well, I had to stay up for that. I, I passed out during the game at like 1030. I was um, – beyond tilted because again like Fortnite's not up and it's still not up man it's been forever i just wanted to decompress play some video games and just enjoy but it's all good man we got showdown slate tonight uh you don't have to hear me tilting it on the pod and it's the packers that's my favorite team man so uh do, do i fire up the cheese head tonight dean and uh you know bust it out for the first time this season and put on my head and uh you know cheer on packers my are gonna lose you know that right do you actually oh. have a cheese head like is that something you have, is that's in your repertoire 
Yeah, I see it right now. Actually, it's uh, it's right here. So if I if I want to pull it out, I could wear it on the pod if I want. And and Grant, the Packers are winning that game tonight, man. That's a, that's a W. Nope. So here's the thing. Uh, if you guys got, uh, picked up the old context, because normally we record the podcast like Monday night. Uh, you know, it's the absolutely epic early week podcast for a reason. It's the first podcast you just listen to as far as DFS, not the last one. We're recording this one even earlier than we normally do. We're doing it like one o'clock, Monday, 5 o'clock, basically flagship show time, uh, 5 o'clock on the East Coast, more or less. Uh, doing it before the, uh, you know, the Monday night game as is. Uh, and, of course, we focus on the main slates. We don't talk about teams that aren't playing. Uh, outside of the main slate, Kansas City and Denver, they're playing on Thursday night, so we're not talking about them. Uh, Monday night is New England of the Jets. We're not going to be talking about those guys. Uh, Sunday night, uh, Philadelphia and Dallas, they are available on the Yahoo slate. Yahoo, of course, the sponsor uh, of this podcast. We also talk about the DK main slate as well. Uh, and some teams that are on by, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Tampa, Carolina, not talking about those teams either. Um, Grant, well, what's our thought, our thought here as far as a screenshot, as far as uh, – our first look, because for me, you know, 11-game slate, 12-game slate, again, depending on where you're shopping, uh, it seems pretty clear, uh, according to the totals where we're looking, at least for me. How about yourself? What's popping for you? I mean, yeah, obviously the Rams, Atlanta, clear game that you really want to stack up real good, uh, 54 implied total or 54 total here. Houston, Indianapolis looks like a good spot. I think there's it's not cut and dry exactly what you want to use in that. Baltimore, Seattle looks like a good game here. Um, and then why am I not seeing it? I feel like the Giants, yeah, Giants, Arizona, another very clear spot where, I mean, depending on who's playing, like Ingram and Shepard, we kind of have to wait on the, that news. We still have to wait on some news this week to kind of figure out where we're going. But like, there's very, there's a few very clear stacking spots. And then there's a few spots where I think low totals, but just because of the high spread and, and uh, the pricing of a lot of guys, there, there's some spots you can definitely get. Uh, do also want to mention, you stick around, we'll tell you how to win a T-shirt later on in the comment section. It's very, very, very easy to win yourself a T-shirt if you just kind of enter the comments. Uh, we have a winner we'll announce later on in the show, obviously. And you mentioned kind of injuries. And again, this is Monday night. Do not take this as gold going forward. But as of Monday night, uh, Ingram and Barkley looked like they both participated in practice. They're probably – uh, the leaning toward playing this week and Sterling Shepard as of right now is currently a long shot. Uh, Amari Cooper is dealing with a bruised thigh. Doesn't seem to be too serious. We shall see. Of course, he did not finish the game on Sunday. Uh, you know, sad tears for, for Grant. And I think your season-long team, Will Disley, he's 86. The, uh, the Achilles is going to shoot him. My, my, let's talk about best ball. I drafted him in best ball. Oh boy, <laughs> Mango just got excited to hear best ball. He's just perked <laughs> up. He wants to talk about best ball for sure. No, I, I listen. Dude, Fortnite's not even on his mind anymore. I, dude, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about best ball. It's not, it's not going well. Uh, oh. It's not, it's not, it's not looking so hot in the best ball, but I will say I did do the week five best ball. and like, man, I got some really good teams in that. So there you go. That'll, oh. Hopefully that offsets it. Hopefully that helps out and uh, works through things. It's best ball season. Yeah, Disley's the not playing uh, going forward. He's done for the season, unfortunately. Uh, Luke Wilson, I, I drew like two-thirds of the snaps yesterday for him uh, for Seattle. So uh, that's obviously not terribly enthusing. Uh, doesn't get you too excited. But, yeah, that Giant game, like you mentioned, Grant, the Giants versus Arizona, anybody versus Arizona. We know the old flow chart against Arizona uh, when it comes to tight ends, really any position. Uh, if Ingram comes back, that can definitely, you know, shape the slate. Uh, yourself here, Mangione. Of course, we're going to break it down position by position again in a second, uh, starting with the quarterbacks. But, Mangione, give me the screenshot. Give me the overview. What's the sort of jumping out to you when you first take a peek at this slate? 
Yeah, so uh, this slate overall, I think there are some plays where it's just a really easy, some plug-and-play spots on some guys. Uh, you know, obviously Giants-Cardinals is a game we're going to want to load up on. DraftKings definitely priced that game up, uh, you know, perfectly enough. But I think there's some really, really good spots on this slate overall. And some guys, they're just mispriced that uh, I'm just going to take those guys and, uh, you know, hope it works out. And uh, I, th- I think there's going to be a lot, of straight, a lot of straightforward plays, though, on this slate based on prices. Yeah, uh, of course, we live in the world of a salary cap, man, going uh, and quarterback right at the top. All the quarterbacks look really, really good to be well-positioned. Great matchup there with LJax taking on, you know, Russell Wilson, both pretty expensive, obviously, depending on where you're shopping. Watson looks great as well in the Dome. Love him in the Dome. Uh, Murray against the Giants uh, is certainly interesting. Every single week, yeah, I talk about how Murray's just too cheap over there. I think it was like $26, $27 last week. Now he's up to 30 but still, that's very reasonable. Uh, I don't mind Jones either. Uh, Yahoo specific as well. I think he's like 26 bucks over there. Probably more of a tournament play. Uh, of course, on DK, the, the, the guys that ran off are basically all at the top. Grant's boy, Josh Allen, he's kind of expensive versus Miami. Kind of pricey. Again, depending on where you're shopping. How's that expensive? Looking. It's against well, Miami. Well, how, what does he have to do against Miami? They're 17 um, point favorites. Allen. Well, when you beat Josh Allen, like, that means, like, just go in the YOLO mode and just throw it up and hopefully, like, you catch a 50-yard pass. But when you're up 23-3 to three and, you know, with three minutes to go in the third quarter, there's no need to do that. When your wide receivers are wide open, it's kind of easy. <laughs> Why would you even call the play, though? Well, he can also run it for 120 yards this game. Yeah, he can. I, I like him, but, like, I, he kind of falls. Okay, well, well I'll, but I'll ask you. I was going to ask Van Gogh, but it sounds like you have some thoughts. Alan, do you think he's worthy of being the same price as, you know, Jackson and Murray and Wilson and Watson and all those guys, more or less? Yeah, yeah, I think he is. I mean, we know exactly what he, he can do. Yes, the game script doesn't really favor him too much, but, but in low-scoring games, he can still put up big points. He's been able to do it a lot. Um, you just look at his game log and look at games where he's only put up, what, 17 to 20 points and he can still put up – or, I mean, 17 to 20 real-life points. He can still put up 20 real-life or fantasy points pretty easily. I mean, Tennessee put up 18 points. Like, he can still get a rushing touchdown, 50 yards and a rushing touchdown. Like, he gets that plus one to two passing touchdowns. We've got to assume that they're not going to take their foot off the throttle until they get up to at least 21 points. In games where he's only scored two touchdowns, he's still been able to put up 20 points very easily. So his floor is probably around 20. His ceiling is 35, um, just in case they actually do continue to pass the ball or have him run, just because like this Miami defense is terrible. And, yeah, their run defense is bad, but Buffalo really doesn't have too much for running game. By the way, I'm not sure if you heard me there. I said Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills are favored by 17 points. And, like, uh, I don't know, you guys are sharp side guys. Like, when was the last time the Buffalo Bills went bare by 17 points? I think Jim Kelly was the quarterback, honestly. Yeah, I think it was 1993. Oh, do you actually have a stat in this, or you're kind of pulling out of the butt? Um, Pulling out of the butt completely. Yeah, but I wouldn't argue with that, right, Mangum? Like, it's been uh, probably before Mangum was born, potentially. That that, yeah. that 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 Grant stat sounds like a chop fact. but uh... <laughs> yeah. you, Are you aware of Jim Kelly's oh, existence? Sorry. Out, was, out of curiosity here, uh, Mangum? It was back in 1992. They were 16-and-a-half-point favorites. All right. yeah, I, I'm, I'm aware of Jim Kelly's existence. He is a four-time uh, runner-up of the Super Bowl. <laughs> there you go. Four-time in a row, too. Like, you know, just uh, not, not so good. Back to back to back to back. Yeah. Back, back in the day. Speaking of back, I was a Houston Oilers fan, and if, I don't know if you guys remember the infamous or even know, or aware of the infamous Houston Oilers Buffalo Bills playoff game, but that was 
that was one of like my, my saddest five days of my childhood when the Houston Oilers lost against the Bills despite winning like 35 to three at the half or something like that. It was very depressing. I'm just getting a flashback. But, uh, yeah, well, there you go. I'm going to move on. It, it, you know, man, go. This is daily fantasy sports. We don't care Day about yesterday, just go. No, tomorrow, no. or like 25 years ago. <laughs> All we care about is this week. So, Jim Kelly, not, not on the slate. Now there is Warren Moon or uh, Alonzo Highsmith. Uh, Mangone, t- talk to me about these quarterbacks. Like, you don't have Josh Allen first amongst this group. Of course, he's interesting for tournaments, but he's not like your cash game guy. No, no. I mean, I, I like these guys at the top, like uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, all these guys. I mean, there, there's even, you know, arguments for like Matt Ryan and Jared Goff, even though they're pretty awful. Uh, they just pass the ball so much. Like Jared Goff is terrible. Matt Ryan, he, he still somehow gets it done every week, but that team is so so, so bad. But, uh, yeah, no, I definitely uh, like all the top-end guys more. That, that's kind of where I'm going. There's actually a pretty uh, interesting stat I want to pull up. Scott Barrett had it, and uh, oh boy. I want to read it here. It's funny. Uh, passer rating from a clean pocket. Uh, number one in the league, Russell Wilson. Number two, Dak Prescott. Number three, Pat Mahomes. Last, Baker Mayfield. Uh, passer rating when pressured in the pocket. Russell Wilson, number one. Derek Carr, number two. Deshaun Watson, number three. And Baker Mayfield. Uh, dead last. So I thought that's pretty funny, just showing how good Russell Wilson has been. And if you look at that game too, like uh, if I told you at the start of the season, uh, if I said, hey, uh, Seattle and Baltimore are facing off and this game is in Seattle, uh, the total is 50.5. Uh, yeah. you're, you're, you're pounding the under, right, Dean? That's just crazy that this is that high of a total. Like, it just shows that Vegas is high on both of these offenses. And, like, Wilson and Jackson are phenomenal cash game plays. Well, these are also two, like, fraudulent defense. Okay, so they have name-brand defenses, like Seattle and Baltimore over the last, like, 15, 20 years. Name-brand have been good defensively, but, like, obviously they're not the same teams. Ray Lewis is not coming out of that locker room. At least not. he's not going to be suited up. Uh, so, you know, neither is Richard Sherman. So, like, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just facades as far, as far as these names, as far as these defenses. I prefer the offenses much more than the defenses as well. By the way, uh, Grant, you're a Seattle fan. Wilson, he's, he's the MVP right, right now, right? It's not even a conversation. I mean, I, I think he's pretty much got to be after Mahomes' play in the last two weeks and the fact that they've lost two in a row. Wilson keeping the Seahawks at 5-1, and one, I believe, right now. Yeah, he's the MVP, and he might be the best play this week. Um, like yeah. Baltimore, yes, they, like, they don't really have a good defense on running or passing. And, yes, the Seahawks may try and run the ball at a high rate, but – Wilson's still been able to get it done pretty easily. Yes, this is going to be a big. bit of a hit here, but Wilson can still get 25 points. I mean, you look at this season, and the C- Russell Wilson has only passed for over 300 yards once, and he's still averaging 27 points, I believe, a game. Yeah, 27 points a game. So, yeah, he's. I, I think he might be the top play, just considering he's one of the cheapest out of these guys. Kyler Murray, don't mind him going up against New York, just for the high volume of plays he's going to get. Um the problem is this week there's really not a lot of cheap guys at the QB's position. I mean, Daniel Jones, 6100s, the lo- lowest price guy that we really are excited about playing. Um, the only two guys that I really have interest in under 6K, which is something that I almost never thought I'd say, is, is Gardner Minshew and Ryan Tannehill. If he's in, if he's oh. starting, do we know? Yeah, uh, so I saw a tweet that they're going to they're going to announce uh, Monday night Mariota versus Tannehill. They're they're still in deliberations. They're still breaking down the film. <laughs> but like, I just don't care, Mango. I don't care who it is. I'm not yeah, I, I'm, I don't want. Them. 
I see like the who cares gift popping up here. Like, <laughs> don't even worry. Jake Cutler's somewhere smoking. He does not care at all who's playing quarterback for Tennessee this week. Yeah, uh, definitely. No doubt. Uh, the, the, you know, Mariota and uh, Mariota and Ryan Tannehill, they're not tens that I see here. Uh, they are awful. Uh, I will pass. Terrible quarterbacks. No thanks. Uh, I just don't think it's a week to go down for cheap at quarterback, really. Um, there's just not a lot to like. Uh, I started kind of getting intrigued when I saw like Rivers at 5.5K. I was like, okay, like that's interesting. He could be a safe cash game option, I guess. Even uh, you could say Jacoby Brissett. He could be a really intriguing option there too uh, against the Texans. Uh, so I don't mind that, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess Garner Minshew, but I'm expecting obviously more of a positive game script. Uh, where you see the Jaguars maybe running the ball a little bit more and just destroying the uh, the Bengals on the ground. So, yeah, I'm kind of just in the camp of, I think it's a spend-up at quarterback week. Yeah, and but as far as I know, Ryan was mentioned there in passing, and he basically had – I just – I don't want to say I, I, it's a, a prerequisite, like I demand it, but I, I really, really want a quarterback with legs. I love the outs of, as far as the legs. You know, Watson gives it to you, Jackson gives it to Murray. Wilson, Allen, all those guys. Wilson running a lot more this year than last year, if I remember correctly. I feel like he wasn't running that much last year. Uh, Ryan has to get there, but he's every single week he's put up for 80 yards. So if you're playing DK, he's going to start off the three points. Uh, and now he's getting there with like throwing touchdowns as well, too, just because that defense is bad and they fall behind. And who cares how he gets there, but he keeps getting there. And um, he's going to be home in the Dome once again because Atlanta, I think, uh, contractually obligated to play every single one of their games in the Dome this year. I saw something like that, more or less, 13, give or take. Um, he just does on the legs. So, like, that's why he falls back for me. And he can have, like, the nut game, which he had last week, where he was, you know, 400 yards, 300 yards, whatever it was, and, like, four touchdowns. But I don't know, Grant. Like, I, basically, I don't want to say I have to have it, but almost always that's what I'm looking for, especially for upside. Yeah. And we have that with Minshew. Uh, he's been running a few games this season, and Cincinnati's looking like one of the worst rush defense against rushing quarterbacks since the Niners three years ago. I mean, we just had Lamar Jackson put up 150 yards against him a week before. Kyler Murray, who hasn't used his legs too much, just put up 90 against him. Minshew, a guy that can get 50, 60 rushing yards in any given game here. That's why I really like him going up in Cincinnati. The game script may not favor him a ton, but Jacksonville's only a three-point favorite right now. Uh, it's been played over in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been better than people believe. Um, Minshew can absolutely put up a 30-point game here. I'm not really convinced he's a running quarterback per se. He's probably like somewhere in the middle, like a tweener. Uh, but I say I need the the prerequisite as far as the legs. Is a mustache, is that a prerequisite for you, or are you just making a, an exception here for, for uh, Minshew? No, he's just got legs, and it's a three-point game. He's put up big games, and Cincinnati's defense is terrible. What do you think his 40 time is? I don't think he's good. Like, that's another part of it. His 40 time is, uh, I don't know, 4-5? Is that 4 nine, seven. Uh, <laughs> That seems terrible, isn't it? Wait, does, didn't Will Disley have a faster 40 time than that? Yeah, yeah, Will Disley was on pace to be a pro bowler, Dean. <laughs> I'm on, I've got a dad runner league. Um, but, yeah. Uh, Mango, you're, you're the 40 guy. The 4-9 seems too high, isn't it? Uh, I mean, Mincher definitely has some legs, so that doesn't shock me if he's at 4-9. All right. Somewhere in the middle, basically. He's, yeah. he's not like in the same. I don't think he's like super fast, but he's fast. He's in the, he's, I think he's in a faster tier for quarterbacks. So, so uh... Like, like, the main thing is, like, with running quarterbacks, it's not nearly as um, important to have a fast 40 time. I mean, running backs, when they're on the line, they have to get going real quickly. Like, from a standstill, quarterbacks, it's a little bit different. They're already moving a little bit. It's not as much about acceleration. It's more about top speed. That's why Josh Allen's only a 4.75 40 guy. 
and he is one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. Wow. Did you know that at the Dome, or you kind of like did a little uh, a Google search? I didn't know Minshew. I knew the rest. Yeah, I didn't know that. He says, I was not aware of the 40 time for Josh Allen, but well played. I mean, Blaine Gabbert ran the same 40 as Cam Newton in the draft, and obviously Blaine Gabbert wasn't a huge runner. Andrew Blaine Luck, not terribly fast. Yeah, Andrew Luck, not terribly fast, but still a running quarterback. Again, it's not about 40 speed. That People just get way too excited about that when it comes to quarterback, and yes, there are exceptions like Jackson or Michael Vick, but it's not an absolute necessity for a quarterback to be a scrambling quarterback. Like Russell Wilson, I think, is a 4-6-5-40, and he is one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. Minshew is going to tear apart this defense. Hey, a uh, random question here for you, Grant. Over under a half a game, half a game. Uh, Cam Newton, how many more games are you going to play the rest of the season? I mean, I'm going to go with half, under a well, half. Well, you got to pick over or under a half a game. I'm going to pick under a half. I think he pays – 26 minutes <laughs> or it's 23 minutes. I've got games are only, no, wait, no, this is football. It's 26 minutes. All right. That's still under 30. Uh, final thoughts on quarterback Van Gogh, or you want to jump the running back? Yeah, no final thoughts there for me on quarterback. Uh, I'm good to go. All right. Feel free to open up the running backs. All right. Running back. So at the top, I mean, it's expensive, right? I, I totally get it, but uh, I think we're jamming in Barkley against the Cardinals here. Uh, everyone's going to, you know, people might be, oh, I'm worried about the injury and stuff, but like this guy, uh, you know, generational healer, generational running back, generational everything. Uh, this guy's a beast. Uh, love Barkley at 8-9. I think I'm going to spend on him. Uh, also, Dalvin Cook, the top 8K is really intriguing, though. Like, if you want to take the discount from Barkley to Cook, it's perfectly fine to do that. Uh, that game's in a dome as well, so that's great. So I think both those top options are really, really good. Um, David Johnson at 7-8, it's fine, but I, I don't know if I want him on draft because of that price. I think I'd prefer the other guys. I think David Johnson is a pretty good option, though, too. Uh, but I really like Leonard Fournette at 7K. That's the guy I'm really keying in on here against the Bengals. Uh, I get it. Minshew's a really good play, but Fournette at 7K, I think he's going to absolutely crush. He's been a volume monster. So uh, really leaning on him as being one of my core pieces, it looks like, this week. Uh, Dean, I know you like Chris Carson a little bit. I didn't love that one. I guess you could break that down when we get there. I don't know. I'm torn on, like, the whole penny thing and pro sizes tilting. Uh, maybe it's just some bias there with that. I mean, maybe not having Carson last week on uh, DraftKings being frustrating. But um, I think my favorite running backs, I guess, if you go from 7K and above, I'd rank them Barkley 1, uh, maybe Fournette 2 if you're going point per dollar, then Cook, and then uh, David Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really scared about Penny so much if he plays or he doesn't play. It seems like it, it, it's not Penny's boat. It's not Penny's backfield. It doesn't really matter. Carson's going to get his 25 touches or so in that game against Baltimore. Um, you know, he doesn't catch the ball a ton, but he catches the ball enough. If he's going to get 25 touches against Baltimore, it's a pretty reasonable price as well, too. Uh, you mentioned David Johnson, and, you know, specific to Yahoo, we talked about this pre-show, Van Gogh. Uh, David Johnson, 23 bucks on Yahoo? What are we talking about? That's a lock and load if I've ever seen one. Uh, that, 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 I think it's running back 11, if you got to do it that way, like the 11th most expensive running back against the Giants. Uh, and also specifically, yeah, who like Barkley's $35 and Cook is $40. Assuming Barkley's a go, assuming he's not going to get kind of eased in or whatever. Uh, generational matchup too, right, Grant? Like this matchup here against Arizona. Uh, you know, we got to love Barkley, of course, in the world of a salary cap. I like Fournette as well too against Cincinnati. He should get plenty of touches as well. Uh, jump in here, Grant. Your thoughts as far as the top tier, as far as the, uh, the old running backs? I mean, I'm not as high on Barkley as you guys are. I mean, yes, he's an incredible running back, probably the best running back in the league. Yes, it's 
a good matchup. But it's going to be high volume. He is coming back from injury, though. A lot of what he gets done is in the receiving game. That's where he gets a lot of his points. And Arizona has been fairly good at limiting running back targets and running back receptions so far this season. Plus, we don't know exactly how much uh, Jones is going to be dumping the ball off to Barkley. We only have what, one half, three quarters of uh, film on him and Barkley together. So we don't exactly know how it's going to go. And Barkley, yes, he's been getting just been incredibly efficient throughout his entire career with his workload, but like he's not getting 20 some odd touches a game most of the time. I mean, Two games he played this season, he had 21 and 15 total touches. Yes, he broke off some big runs. But paying 8.9K for a guy that people are going to obviously gravitate to because of the perceived workload and everything in the matchup, I'd rather pay down a little bit. I mean, Alvin Kamara, and going didn't even mention him. Yes, he's going up against Chicago. Chicago is an incredible defense, but uh, they limit a lot of targets and a lot of work to opposing wide receivers. And they've actually – Running backs get dumped off to a whole lot going up against the uh, Bears. Grant, a little bit of that was Chris Thompson going up against them when they were up huge. And I think that Kamara could be in for a massive workload. People still don't want to play him. Drew Brees might be back. They're probably going to be running the ball heavily, and they're probably going to use Kamara quite a bit in the passing game here. I think this could be another potential double-tooth target game for Kamara there, and he's going to go largely unowned. Mangone was absolutely right about Fournette. Fournette going up against Cincinnati. They've been historically bad versus running quarterback. They've been terrible versus opposing running backs. And they've given up tons of targets to opposing running backs. And Fournette has the entire workload there and is very involved in the receiving game. It's one of the biggest target shares of any running back in the entire league. Uh, like those guys up at the top, when we get further down, it's a little bit tough. Yes, Carson going up against Baltimore. Seattle's a run-heavy offense. He is a little bit involved in the passing game, and there's a super high total there where they are favored. I do like him. Derrick Henry, this Chargers defense has not been good. They have not been good versus running backs. I know Derrick Henry doesn't really get a whole lot of receptions, but his price tag in there in the mid range, I really like him here. I'm probably going to use quite a bit of him. Uh, Singletary, if he's playing, I mean, it's going up against Miami with a hugely positive game script. Yes, coming off a hamstring injury. That is worrisome, but if he's going to get the majority, the bulk of the carries here, I think he can potentially do something. Plus, he's a guy that can get it done in the receiving game a little bit. Had six targets in the first game versus the Jets. And then maybe my favorite play on the board is Mixon. Um, the thing as of right now, the Jag Jags are the worst team in the league versus opposing running backs. Mixon's 5K. I know he hasn't been good. And they were using Geo a little bit later on in the game to play catch-up. But the three-point spread, I see them doing the same thing they did against Arizona, which was they started pounding the ball early and often. Like that entire first drive, Mixon was the only guy that was used. And he can still get it done in the receiving game. He can still do a whole lot, and he's still a very talented running back. Not going to get a ton of ownership, I don't think. I love Joe Mixon here. And let me ask you this, because Mangone and me were talking pre-show again. Uh, I mentioned Mixon at 5K on DK specifically, and Mangone was talking about Johnson at 5-1. Uh, you got to pick one of those, Mangone. Who do you prefer? Yeah, I'm going to take carry on Johnson over uh, Mixon. And the reason why is, like, I explained this to you pre-show. Like, you're also buying – when you're buying the running back, you're buying the offensive lines too. And, like, uh, you know, good luck buying that Bengals offensive line. That thing is just absolute trash. Like, uh, I'm going to pass. Uh, when you play Baker Mayfield, Dean, you're buying the Browns offensive line. So, uh, good luck buying Baker Mayfield and the Browns offensive line. It's not a good time. Well, I'm told even when you give him a clean pocket in the rare occasion – <laughs> you don't necessarily want Baker Mayfield. At least somebody quoted that earlier in this uh, podcast in a small sample. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Like I said, offensive lines are very big for me, and uh, I, I'm going to pass on Joe Mixon. I will say, like, if you're playing tournaments, like, the price is getting enticing. I get it. The upside is there, but uh, eh, I don't know. Uh, I, hard pass on me on uh, Joe Mixon, I think, here. Singletary is interesting. I just wonder how they kind of baby him, kind of ease him way back in, coming back from injury. Uh, young rookie, obviously. Who knows what they have to do against Miami. Gore uh, against Miami. Maybe they give him some extra run. Who knows? And eventually you think they want to turn the reins over to Singletary, but I think that's an interesting name out there. 5-4 on DK. I'm curious how much he is on Yahoo. 21, which is kind of sort of somewhat reasonable. By the way, Yahoo specific on the night game, uh, Zeke is 28 bucks. That seems too cheap, right, Mango? Yeah, 28 bucks is cheap, but again, Dean, like, we're, we're, yeah, it's Philly, and we're investing in offensive lines. Like, two of their tackles were doubtful last week. Like, that's why I didn't want to play Zeke that much, and I wasn't really that high on Zeke. Like, as the week went on, I was like, yeah, like, I need to not, like, like Zeke as much because this is just not as good of a spot with the offensive line banged up. So, again, like, tell me what's going to happen with that offensive line, then I'll tell you if I want to invest. And the other thing is the matchup. Like, I'm definitely scared of that matchup, and whenever it's the Eagles, it's a really easy cross-off spot for me. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game, see how Dallas actually moves the ball, especially if Cooper can't go. And, you know, you got to pass the ball against Philadelphia. And, you know, obviously this is a, just a Sunday night game for Yahoo, and I assume fantasy draft as well. But uh, how much is Gallup? Gallup's 26. Gallup can be really interesting uh, on the Yahoo slate. Uh, jumping here, Grant, did you have a thought as far as Mixon versus Johnson? I'm not sure if you skipped open for a reason. Just kind of mixed up. You know, you can't talk about everybody, just, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to mention everyone. I just prefer Mixon. I think it's a better matchup. I think that they're going to, he's going to be more involved. I think he's going to be lower round because there's not a whole lot of guys you want to use in this range. Um, so I prefer Mixon to carry on. One guy I wanted to mention, near Stone Cold minimum price. Um, it's a ballsy play, and it could turn out terribly, but Mark Walton, um, 3,200. Seems to be getting involved more in the passing game. They realize that Bellage is absolutely terrible. Um, Walton could potentially be a guy that could get you 15 points if he gets a touchdown maybe 20 if he gets a touchdown and is heavily involved in the receiving game. I don't hate that play at all. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up Miami stats last week from running backs, and of course, unfortunately I cannot get him for some reason. Oh, man, I want to see the snap count. Drake had nine uh, targets. Walton had six targets. Blige, of course, had zero targets because he's just absolutely terrible. Drake was a little bit more involved in the running game. Blige obviously snaked a touchdown from Drake on the one-yard line. It was yeah. – like they weren't running late in the game. So there was only, I think, 18 rushing attempts. But uh, Drake had about 60% of the rushing attempts. Blage had 20 and or 15, and Walton had the rest. Hey, what'd you think of their, their, that call there? Going for two, going for the win, going for two. Miami, of course, does not want to win the worst kept secret in the world. And did you think that call was sabotage, Grant? Do you think they were trying not to execute the call positive play? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> It was one of the smartest moves a, a coach can make. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that's assuming the coach will be there next year. But, yeah, like, I, I assume he, he feels like he's going to be there next year Remember, called that play. But, and, of course, we've had this conversation before, man, going about, like, the players just want to put on good tape because, like, you know, they don't know if they're going to be sticking around too much longer. So they're not really tanking. But the coaches put in position necessarily where they're not optimal as far as winning. Uh, that, anything that, else? 
That, ar- that argument tilts me so much, though, that, like, people say, like, they're, they're losing on purpose. Like, you think that coach, like, I believe it's his first time coach, you think he wants to, like, walk into his next job as a head coach and go, you know, I coached the 0-16 Dolphins and, like, hand his resume over? Like, what is that going to sell? Like, um, and listen, if they wanted to run the worst play that they could, they would have ran a, a back a backside fade, right? They would have just ran a fade <laughs> outside. Like, so they didn't run the worst possible play. So that's crap, too. They so. would have run a flea flicker, I believe. Yeah. No, remember what the Colts, remember the, remember the Colts' famous fake punt? <laughs> remember that play? They and, ran that play. And the thing is, Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, okay, listen, the, the guy doesn't need to put more tape on his resume. Like, <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick wouldn't have tried to score. So, like, these arguments are all flawed and crap. I'm sorry. Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not in on that narrative. I think that narrative is awful. But, um, yeah, uh, anyways, I'm good. We can move on after my rant. We're, we're talking about cheap running backs. I don't know if there's anything else we missed. Is there any cheap running backs you like here, man? The problem that I'm seeing in this slate on first look, and again, we talk about it's Monday, so who knows what's going to happen going forward. But one of my initial thoughts here, Mangone, is like I don't see a lot of like value plays that are jumping out. Maybe I've missed them. You know, haven't broken everything yet, down just yet, obviously, first look. Uh, do you see value plays yet? I haven't really seen any. Yeah, I mean, if the Dolphins were trying to win, Dean, you could play Kenyon Drake at 4.1, but you can't play him because they're not – Yeah, he's not going to play. No, they're not trying to win, you know, that's why. Um, I'm just I'm just tilting about the last – Well, he's thing. not going to play enough is the problem. At least I don't think so. No, I mean, he's still fine. Like, if he can – I mean, he got a good enough of volume. Like, if I told you for 4.1K, a running back's getting – would get nine targets and get ten attempts last week, would you be in on it? Well, you realize this, Mango, when you roster a running back, you're also investing in their, their offensive line. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's true. It's, it's totally fair. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, I guess is the Adrian Peterson thing going to happen again? Uh, again, we, we played him last week, or not we, but, like, anyone who played him, they played him because they were playing the Dolphins. But apparently this uh, offensive coordinator or new head coach wants to just run the ground. So, um I don't know. I guess he's becoming in play, but not for me. Probably for some other people. Grant, are you playing AP? Uh, the San Francisco defense has been too good. I'll have a little bit of him, but probably not much. Yeah, I think there's too much opportunity cost running back. I don't think this is a week we're going cheap. Uh, um, Grant, Mark Walton, if he's going to start, uh, 3.2K, does that let your whistle? Wait, were you not listening oh, to me? Wait, that, Gosh, yeah. were you reading Fortnite blogs? Yeah. <laughs> Did Fortnite all of a sudden like come go live and we lost Van Gogh? Like, no, no, Fortnite's not live. And I, I was actually, I was trying to figure out why my showdown entries only had one entry in there. I was like, did I not ever click submit on my head to heads? And I never did. So I was going through and doing that. So my, my, my bad. I'm just making sure I get my action out there. Grant, uh, can we consider like, this is an annoying timeshare too. Like San Francisco, Coleman and Brita and Mozart. Uh, like what do we do with these guys? The matchup's fine. Like, it's not like, they're that cheap um like you can take a decent matchup with three guys in a timeshare or you can take single terry or or you can take mixon or carry on johnson getting the entirety of the workload almost so i i I just don't see any real reason to use any of them it's just annoying yeah like the price isn't down enough and the volume isn't really guaranteed and you know coleman probably gets like 15 touches or so like brita maybe get 15 touches i guess but uh, I don't know if they're cheap enough to take the shot there. Of course, they can both get there. Uh, you know, one breakout play and you're good to go. All right, let, let's jump to receivers, boys. Uh, by the way, this is a good time to talk about it. Grant, you know, you're, uh, you got a little tweets or consequences. Somebody's off the schneid. I, uh, you know, not only did I win 100 American dollars last week, that's even better. 
I, I was not the loser on the podcast. Glenn yeah, was. well, I wouldn't have been the loser if it wasn't for you. Yeah, I would I would have lost, but somebody has still only lost once, and he lost because of crappy defenses. So we are still looking good, baby. I'm excited. No, you won't, didn't lose this time because Dean said – I said we're going straight up, and Dean's like, no, I want to do it. I want to do it legit because Dean's – I didn't want any pity, man. You were showing me pity because I lost like it twice in a row. It wasn't pity. It was a play on my side trying to get the better value, oh. which was the right play. And I had it, and then you fudged, fudged me real bad. Yeah, but like, Mangone like, busted out his calculator, like like point zero 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 two percent he beat you by right? as, as far as fantasy points or something like that. Now, listen, if we're counting at home, it sounds like uh, Travis is a better uh, salesman than Grant. Uh, that, that's basically <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm well, you are a forward Wait, no, salesman, I, correct, I, Travis? Yes, I, I, I had to sell. Dean's just a dummy. <laughs> well, no, I, I am stubborn. I just said, you know what? I'm not taking your pity because I thought you're giving me pity, and I didn't want pity. You didn't sell to your customer, right, Grant? That's on you, man. Like, for your audience, man, it's very yeah, important. You, you should, you should have jumped right in and say, no, man, we have an advantage here. Keep the advantage. Dean loves a good discount. Dean would have taken. If you would have sold that, I would have lost. You had to come back in and sell, and you didn't. You let me or, say or, the final word. You, Grant, how about this? Build better lineups. <laughs> That's on you, my friend. Don't blame me. I mean, says the guy that lost three weeks in a row. You're only as good as your last week, right? You're only as good as your last at bat, and my last at bat was better than yours. I'm fairly certain in DFS we're only good as our bankroll. And if you have a few bad weeks, that definitely goes. Heads up for rolls, Grant? You want to do it? Probably not. Not really. I don't want to steal my friend's money. That was a really nice thing and a really mean thing all in one sentence. Uh, Grant, open up receivers. Um, receivers up at the top, like Thomas isn't in a good matchup. Hopkins isn't in a good matchup. Adams probably won't play, might not play. Like Julio Jones against the Rams, I think, is the top overall raw points option. But he's 8K. I don't know if I want to go there. Cooper Cup's an interesting one. Just did absolutely terrible last weekend, but – He's going up against Atlanta this week. He's 7-4. That's a little tough price tag to swallow, but he is still leading the league in targets so far with 69. He's getting double-digit every single week outside of last week, which that was just the ugliest game I've ever seen the Rams play and probably ever will see the Rams play. Yeah. So Cup's probably in for a large-volume game here. Outside of that at the top, I really don't want too much. The rest of the guys are cheaper. I mean – Larry going up against uh, the Giants. I really like him. Thorin as a tournament play going up against San Francisco. San Francisco has been fantastic for his past. But McLaurin is clearly an all-star here. And if Case Keenum is in the lineup, that definitely gives big bump to McLaurin there. Uh, DJ Chark going up against Cincinnati. Hilton going up against Houston. Woods, if, if Hilton plays. Woods going up against Atlanta. Like this 5.9 to 6K range is just absolutely stacked. And I, I think that's more, I'm, it's more, looks like a more of a um, mid-tier build, build so far this week. Yeah, Mango, and I feel the same way because, you know, last week we had the funds. We, you know, things were opening up. We, all, we can spend up on big receivers. It worked out to some degree and not so much to other degrees, depending on who you rostered. Uh, I think this is where we're saving money, right, as far as the mid-tier we'll talk about in a second. And then maybe you'll find a cheapie or two that kind of makes sense as well. But um, I know you mentioned Hilton pre-show at 5.9 K and DK specifically. You thought was too cheap. Uh, who's uh, who else is dumping out for you? Yeah, I mean at the top, like Julio, Hopkins, Cup. They, they strike me as like my three favorite plays above 7 K. If you're forced to pick, 
Um, think those guys are fine, but they're not priority spends this week uh, by any means. Uh, you know, Detroit doesn't have that great of a secondary there. Like Adam Thielen at 6'9 is still certainly in play. Tyler Lockett could easily eat here against Baltimore again with that high total. So like Lockett, uh, a mid a mid tier receiver that I definitely like a little bit here. Uh, I agree with you. I'm definitely on the Ty Hilton train. That's the guy I'm definitely uh, really excited about. Uh, I don't have the splits right now, but I know that like exists somewhere. Maybe I can do a quick Twitter search and find it. No, not the home road. It's like the Texan splits. Like he absolutely just murders them every single time. I, I, I can I know how to find them, so I'll do that uh, when I throw it over to someone else. Or maybe while we're at tight end and someone's talking, I'll, I'll find it. But it's really interesting how much he's absolutely dominated against the Texans. Uh, definitely think that you know going against Cincinnati, DJ Chark. DJ Chark is certainly in play. Here, uh, against yeah, do you him. like DJ Chark or do you just want to like, you, you, so you just want to hit the drop or do you actually like him? Uh, I just wanted to, listen, <laughs> I kind of wanted yeah, I kind of wanted to just hit the drop, but um, <laughs> Chark has upside, right? It's the Bengals. So uh, it's certainly fine. You can certainly do that, but yeah, I mainly did it for the drop. I will admit. He's um, also been like playing above his head. You can say that like he's some negative regressions coming his way. As far as the touchdowns, a five Disagree. touchdowns. Yeah, what's what's his name again, Dean? Don't baby. You dare do it, Mango. <laughs> Wait, his nickname his nickname is a sound effect. I understand you're playing the role of a DJ. I get what you're doing, but like that's not his nickname. It's just a sound effect, right? I'm just enjoying myself, man. Let how me, would I call him? Like, how would I announce that? <laughs> well, it's like DJ Chark, and then bam, 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 you know, you're rocking. That's not a nickname. That's just like a backtrack <laughs> or a drop. Oh, all right. Well, whatever. Um, and Boyd is 5.6K, which is really interesting. Too. I know he wasn't great last week, but, you know, everything else has been solid. Keep an eye on see what's going down as far as they get green if he comes back this week. And there's some speculation he may play at some point. Um, you know, Grant, your boy John Brown is 5.5 versus the Dolphins. Like, you're talking about getting loose in the secondary. Uh, you know, he hasn't exactly done it since week one, more or less, but there's certainly some upside. I like that for tournaments. Metcalf is a little bit too cheap in that game against Baltimore with the shootout. Uh, probably not a cash game reliable guy per se, at least not when it, from a safety perspective, but definitely plenty of upside. We're working our way down here, Grant. What's jumping out for you? Yeah, you mentioned John Brown, how he hasn't done since week one. He's still averaging 12 points a game since week one. Uh, he just hasn't gotten that touchdown. Yeah. He hasn't had that big bomb. Like, he hasn't had a 40-yard reception for a touchdown. That happens. Like, he's giving you a 12-point floor or close to double-digit floor right now. And he still has my massive upside if he just breaks off one long bomb, which, I mean, I've mentioned, I mentioned it all last week. Miami is – so much worse than every other team in the league versus the pass. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, I really like John uh, John Brown there. Uh, Golden Tate going up against Arizona, especially if Shepard's out. He's going to get the line share of the uh, workload in the receiving game there. Really like him. Uh, Boyd, you mentioned good. Kirk, if he plays, going up against the Giants is good. Uh, DK Metcalf going up against Baltimore in that massive total there. Only 4,800 price tag seems too low. Uh, Darius Slayton, 4,100 going up against Arizona if Shepard is out. Got eight targets last week. One guy I'm really looking at here um, that just seems like he's too priced down considering his upside is Mike Williams. Um, Keenan Allen hasn't been getting a ton of targets, and Mike Williams has been stepping up the last two weeks. He hasn't put out great fantasy outputs, but he almost had a beautiful catch in the end zone last week. He's going up against a Tennessee team that's really not – easy matchup 
but he's 4,600 with 10 and 13 targets the last two weeks. And he's a huge red zone threat. Um, so he's a guy that I really, really like at 4,600. And then every single week I have to mention Preston Williams just because oh. that's what I do now. Uh, how much does Hunter, Hunter Henry muck up the Williams? I understand he put, he put last night in Williams. So what, how many targets did Williams have last night, you said? Ten. Mike Williams? Yeah, um, and like Keenan yeah. Allen has been really taking a hit of late for what it's worth, you know, and that he was a stud, obviously, the first, what, four, four weeks of the season. He's certainly fallen back as far as the Chargers. Um, man, going, do you have any te- – oh, did you find the other uh, road splits, home road splits there as far – not the home road, the Houston splits for uh, T.Y.? Yeah, uh, so this is courtesy of Ian Harditz. Uh, he, he always posts some really good stuff, and I actually – I retweeted it too, so there you go. Um, oh, good. You're actually giving credit to, instead of just stealing the stats upright, which is what you normally do, but fair enough. Go ahead. Oh, Dean, that's not true. I gave him <laughs> give him all the credit. And I love Ian. Ian Harditz is actually a great follow, uh, one of my favorite NFL follows. So, uh, yeah, here are the numbers for him. Uh, four for 115. Then here's a dud, three for 14, but uh, five for 175 and then two touchdowns, nine for 115 and a touchdown, three for, th- three for 49, three for 29, then five for 88, four for 50, nine for 223 and one touchdown, eight for 78, seven for 121 and three touchdowns, four for 111 and a touchdown, and three for 78 and a touchdown. You just like, sound like How far you're back reading- did you go? Like. I- you're reading T.Y. Hilton's dome stats. And how does that even matter? Like, no, seven years ago. They're against the Texans. And, hey, guess what? When you play the Texans and when you play the Colts, you're in a dome no matter what. I know. That's what I'm saying. You're reading the dome stats. Like, it doesn't I'm, not really, the, I don't I'm not reading the dome stats. I'm reading it, this, The tweet says T.Y. Hilton career I'm, versus Texans. I'm saying that that's literally pretty much his numbers in a dome. What you're reading is his drastic splits and his big numbers in domes. There's not a drastic difference between playing Houston or playing any other team in a dome. Those are literally just dome splits. And it's also a game from seven years ago. Like, how many of those guys are still playing for Houston? Okay, but more of the recent ones (laughs) are the later (laughs) ones. The more recent ones, like... All right. Again, it doesn't, does it, does it matter if T.Y. Hilton's in a dome or if it's not. He plays the Texans every time in a dome. It's not like the only time he's in a dome is against the Texans. I know. I'm saying the Texans don't matter. The dome is the important. No, the Texans or- matter too. You're telling me the defense on the field doesn't matter. It's just in a dome. So we put. you're telling me, Grant, if we put T.Y. Hilton in a dome against the Bears defense. Oh, he's no, gonna- I'm not saying – I'm saying those stats are only applicable because he's in a dome. The defense isn't the relevant part there. It's not correlate. It's not causation. It's correlation. I think it just both, happens. I think they both. They both. They both come and play. He literally averages a hundred yards and like what point eight touchdowns in a dome. The stats you read are about a hundred yards a game and point eight touchdowns. So he has the exact same numbers in a dome versus the Texans as is in a dome somewhere else. Okay. I think Grant wins because he said correlation, causation, and applicable. And that Mango used nothing that smart. Like none of your words were that intelligent. Listen, that's fine. Listen, all I know is if we get to the game and we are picking in this range, I'm taking T.Y. Hilton. That's fine. It's because he's in the dome. That's well, fine. I, I like Hilton too, but not necessarily because he's playing against Houston and he was good against them seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> See the thing, the thing, the thing that's great about this too is I, I Grant has me cornered where I can't win because the Texans and Colts will never not play in a dome. Like there's no way <laughs> they might play in London in a dome. Ah, there we. Well, is, I don't even know. Is that London game in a dome? I, I think some of them have been so. and some of them haven't been. Oh, yeah. uh, Wembley Stadium, I believe. Actually, I've been in Wembley Stadium. I should know this. 
Oh, whatever. Uh, I forget. Uh, nice humble brag there. Yeah. <laughs> I was there for a Champions League. No, no, it was a, uh, it was a, a cup final. All right, let's move on. Uh, tight ends. Hey, Grant, let me ask you this. Tight ends. You know, we, you know, we talk about the old flow chart all the time, obviously, uh, as far as tight ends against Arizona. How much does Patrick Peterson come back, coming back from a suspension? How much does that factor in, if at all? I mean, it's going to factor in a little bit. It can. I'm not actually sure if it's going to be more or less advantageous. I mean, Peterson being in there, probably shutting down Golden Tate here, could potentially focus more volume over to Ingram. Um, Peterson being back, like, it'll have an effect, whether it's on tight ends, positive or negative. I guess more that's going to be positive. If it's neutral, even though, but if it's neutral, Ingram's still the top play on the board probably this weekend. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of options up there at the top. Kelsey's not on the slate, so we can't just lose money again. We do every week with him. He's um, killing me, man. <laughs> oh, he's destroying my soul. And that Kittle news. Um, oh, so tilted as far as the Kittle news. Oh, oh yeah. This guy can't play. He's, uh, the Kittle and Gurley news. The Kittle and Gurley news. My lineups were set, and they were fantastic. And then the Kittle and Gurley news, I like swapped up to Ertz instead of Kittle, and I swapped to down to Malcolm Brown, and that made me get rid of Devonta Freeman on my lineups. Yeah, it just crushed my soul. Um, but in any case, yeah, up at the top, Kittle and Ingram are two fantastic plays with Ingram being the clear chalk option and still not a guy I'm going to fade. Like Arizona's been crushed every single week for us as a tight end. And with Peterson coming back, maybe you can make the argument that, okay, yeah, now's the week to fade the chalk Arizona tight end. but this is a guy that's getting volume every single week is so long as he's healthy. Like the volume is absolutely going to be there, especially with Shepard likely missing Tate, likely being shut down a little bit by Peterson. Like Ingram's the top guy outside of him. Like Andrews Hooper are both fine. Waller's a good play. Um, but Henry going up against Tennessee, that's given up a large volume of targets to opposing tight ends and Henry only being 4k might be chalk. If he is, then, it's a decent fade, but as of right now, I really like Hunter Henry. Uh, Hawkinson, Minnesota hasn't been great to opposing tight ends. Hawkinson, I know that he hasn't done a whole lot. Maybe maybe we'll see what he does tonight and how he looks tonight, and maybe we'll see if it was just an outlier game going up against Arizona, but the guy seems talented. We only have a four-game sample size. Two of them, he's gone over 10 points, and he's only 3,600, which is way too cheap. And a guy I was on last week – that I should have taken the, our bet with. Darren Fells going up against uh, <laughs> Indy. The dude almost had two touchdowns. I think he got stopped on the one-yard line and got stopped short or dropped a touchdown pass. But he had seven targets, six receptions, going up against a team that funnels targets to the tight end. And Indy is just as bad at funneling targets to the tight end. Like, we're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. We're going to see a lot of work with Darren Fells here. Darren Fells is 3,100, going to get no ownership. I absolutely love him this week. You say Fells almost had two touchdowns. How many almost touchdowns did Will Fuller have? His team. I don't know, but Fells also has three touchdowns in the last four games. Um, by the way, you know, Mango, are we certain? Like, I, again, this is stuff that might come out later on in the week, and it's just sort of speculation. It, they might – is it possible they throw Peterson on Ingram? Is that something they would consider doing there in Arizona? I remember Peterson rarely got into the slot, and I don't think he ever went on tight ends. I think one of the games where they ended up playing Gronk, I think the Patriots were thin at wide receiver. They didn't throw Peterson on. So from my memory of Patrick Peterson, he's not a guy that likes to go. He likes to stay on the outside more, if I remember correctly. It's been yeah. a while, so. 
I feel like he's covered tight ends before, but like maybe, and like is Ingram even a traditional tight end in our conversation too, obviously, but who knows? Uh, stay tuned on that one, man. Go, do you have a thought on that as far as Ingram right now? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. I just don't think that the price is right for me on him. I get it in tournaments, but, um, I don't know. I think I'm just playing Hunter Henry and you know me, I'm more of a cash one lineup guy. Uh, tournaments, I get it. If you have the money to spend on like the guys like Kino and Ingram, uh, sure. Like they're, they're going to be phenomenal plays, but, uh, I really, really like Hunter Henry here. I think at 4k, I just think the price is too nice here in this spot. And I'm expecting a pretty good bounce back spot for the chargers here. Um, I don't know. Is this, uh, that one o'clock, uh, I mean, I guess it's not, it's a four o'clock game. Oh, it's a four o'clock game. Even yeah. better than that. That's good for the Chargers over there in Tennessee. So, uh, yeah, uh, Hunter Henry. I think he's just going to be the guy I gravitate towards. Um, Waller's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I think you'd expect Jair Alexander, who's been a really good corner this year. You'd expect him to be on Tyrell Williams, so maybe some things can funnel to him at four point seven k. He could be intriguing. Uh, Mark Andrews. He's a guy that's been in the slot a ton, and we know Seattle gets killed against the slot. So at four point nine k, I kind of like him. So I don't know. This might not be a week that I spend a bit tight end. Might be more of a spend down at tight end week and. Uh, listen, after spending for Travis Kelsey every single week, um, it's been, not every week, but it's been brutal a lot of the weeks. Uh, I just want to mention this since we're on the tight end spot. Like, if you're playing showdown slate, uh, this is the week Travis Kelsey goes off, right? He trolls us all. He gets two to three touchdowns when he's not on the main slate. Uh, play him as your captain in showdown. Yeah. Uh, Andrews keeps doing it with limited snaps as well, too. Obviously, not all snaps are created equal. His snaps are created positively. And, you know, especially if he's running routes there. I think he less than 50% snaps last week once again, but he still kind of got there. Um Obviously, stay tuned as far as the Ingram moves. And, like, we don't even know if Ingram's playing as a Monday night. Just we're assuming he's playing, obviously, for this conversation. Uh, Henry smashed in his first game back. He played two-thirds of the snaps. Uh, was, it was pretty awesome that game. But it feels like that DK price does not really factor in at 4K. Uh, on Yahoo, he's 21 bucks, which seems uh, less appealing to me. Just kind of, kind of taking a peek, 27 uh, for Ingram. If you want to kind of gauge what else is out there, uh, Andrew does $22 as well. Um, is there anything else here as far as tight ends, Grant? It's, it seems pretty thin. Waller, you're just, in theory, they're going to be behind, get some volume against Green Bay. would kind of make some sense. But uh, as of right now, nothing really looks too sexy for me. I mean, if you, if you really want to pay down and you feel like paying a, a Miami tight end, which – Oh, no. Playing, I mean, Gusecki got seven targets last week. Buffalo has been fantastic for some tight end. But twenty six bucks, like, or twenty six hundred bucks, not the worst in the world. But yeah, I mean, realistically, I'm not paying below three k for a guy. Yeah, was that he, you got uh, you got what's his name? Uh, Luke Wilson's three k. Is he in the conversation for you? Is he playable or no? I mean, yeah, he's had a connection with uh, Russell Wilson in the past, and they obviously got rid of Vanette because of Will Disley. Um, so. Like, it's not the worst idea in the world, especially considering his price tag. Going up against Baltimore, they've actually been decent versus the tight end. It's not the terrible idea. I just drastically prefer uh, Fells to him. And I just don't see a huge amount of upside with Luke Wilson, but that could change throughout the week. Is, that, is, is Mike Gazeki is Mike the most interesting tight end on the slate? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't play Mike Gazeki often, but what I do. Um, that, that was well played there. I, I picked up on it. Uh, I don't think I'm ever going to play Mike Gusecki, So <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not playing Mike Gusecki this week. Just want to clarify that. Uh, 
I'll put the joke in. Yeah, just is there for the joke. That's what's um, his nickname? Is he have a, an air horn or something to accompany when you say my my Gusecki or no? I don't I don't have a drop uh, of the Dosecki's guy. It's like the so. gong show sound effect when things are going go terribly wrong or something like that. I think that's uh, anything Dolphins related that would kind of work, I suppose. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm 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 pretty big. Like you said, on Hunter Henry's kind of the guy. I I don't mind Waller. I think he's perfectly fine. And, I guess some of these spend-ups, like Andrews is there. It just, I don't know. It's a gross week at tight end, and I think Hunter Henry's going to be like, I think he's going to be like 60 to like 80% owning cash games. Well, it depends with Ingram. It depends if you have money, defensive salary opens up. There's a lot of other factors, obviously. Like, ideally, you probably want Ingram if he's healthy and you have the salary to do it. It's not hurting the rest of your lineup. But if you're pushed for funds, for sure, Henry makes a ton of sense. Kittle, of course, you can spend up on again against Washington. Perfectly fine play. Andrews, net shoot up for Seattle. I'm good with that, too. Uh, game stack? Did he game – any game stack for you, Grant, that's kind of sort of jumping out at this point? I mean, it seems pretty straightforward, but of course, um, you know, maybe be a little bit goofy because don't it matters sometimes. Yeah, I mean, outside the obvious ones, which are Arizona, Houston, like, we didn't talk about Oakland, did we? Like In passing, we mentioned Waller. Yeah, I mean, you can go, like, stack up Green Bay going up against Oakland and bring it back with Waller, or even Jacobs, we didn't really mention. Um He's cheap, Jacobs. Like, if that game stays close, he might get 25 touches. Yeah, after everyone was anointing him week one as the greatest running back in the league or the greatest running back play in the league. (laughs) I guess, like, an interesting one is Jacksonville. I already Mm -hmm. mentioned Minshew. I mentioned Chark. D.D. Westbrook's there. You can bring it back with Mixon. Fournette, like, even the running back stack there is not the worst idea in the world. (sighs) Chargers, Tennessee. Like, Chargers have to turn around eventually. Their defense isn't very good. You can play Henry and then Rivers and go with, like, Mike Williams and Hunter Henry for a very, very small amount of money. Like, you're not hoping for 400 yards passing from Rivers and five touchdowns. You're hoping for three touchdowns, 300 yards passing, and hoping that the touchdowns go to Henry and to Mike Williams, which they very easily can. They're two great red zone targets. Like, if you want an off-board stack, that's that's kind of the one I'm looking at. That's yeah, my problem with the great. Chargers is that, like, the pie is being divvied up more these days. The total is basically one of the lowest totals on the board. But, you know, Eckler and Gordon, which one is going to be? I don't know. Is, is Allen going to bounce back? I don't know. Williams, sure. And then Henry kind of mucks things up. It's just hard to, to predict. Well, and, well, if you're, if you're saying to the pie, like, a much smaller share is going to continue going to Keenan Allen, and that leaves a ton of targets to both – Mike Williams and to Hunter Henry, like they have three targets aside from the running back in that offense. And if Keenan Allen's going to continue to get the low volume that he has been, um, then that could, or if team, opposing teams are going to try and shut him down, that opens up a huge piece of the pie for both Hunter Henry and Mike Williams. And compared to their price tag, like you don't need a high total when you're using a guy that's 4,600 and you're using a guy that's 4K as your two options there. Like, you're getting two guys that are less than Saquon Barkley when you combine them. It is a kind of a big presumption that Keenan Allen's going to continue to stink, like, but like the targets haven't been there obviously the last three weeks, six, six, and five for various reasons. Uh, the Miami game, you know, that was like they just blew him out. They didn't necessarily need him. And, of course, he had that 69-yard touchdown that was taken back. Uh, not nice uh, if you rostered him, obviously. Mango, jump in here as far as uh, some favorite stacks or if you have thoughts in this conversation. 
Yeah, um, one thing I did want to mention that I heard uh, Grant say earlier, I think the Mike Williams call is a good one. He was in the buy low air yards, air yards model, right? And uh, he's a guy that I think could pop off at that price. That price is way too cheap on Mike Williams. So, uh, yeah, I think that was a good call that I heard before that Grant kind of brought up that I wanted to uh, say again. Um, yeah, I mean, stacks, obviously, everyone's going to like that Giants game, Giants-Cardinals, like load up on that. It's got the high total. Um, Houston Indy, Indy, I don't mind, but it's not my favorite on the board. I noticed it started going down already, the under, which I thought was interesting. So, uh, I don't know. I'm curious how that total moves throughout the week. That's definitely what I'm going to be monitoring a ton and just see kind of how it shakes up. Rams, uh, Falcons, though, of course, that's definitely going to be an interesting game, right? Like, no one's going to want to go to Jared Goff after what he did, but it's got a 53 and a half total, right? Like, uh, God, it's got to be better here in this spot, you would assume. Um, I'm actually looking at totals right now, man. Like, dude, uh, Chargers Titans, 38 total. That's actually disgusting. Uh, That's Yeah, like, I was, again, like, I was thinking about Rivers. So, like, the price isn't bad and, like, the Titans stink. But, man, 38 total. That is so, so bad. I I didn't realize that when I uh, kind of, you know, went through and was looking at totals earlier. Uh, Like I said, Boston – not Boston. uh, Baltimore and Seattle. That's a game that I think is going to be absolutely awesome. I think there's going to be a ton of of action going on, tons of scoring. Definitely going to want to be all over that. So, uh, the two games that I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards, or the three, I should say, are going to be – Giants Cardinals, I think that one's going to get a ton, a ton of talk this week. Uh, Rams Stockholm will get talk, obviously, for good reason. And Seattle Baltimore, those are the three that I think everyone's going to key on. And again, it's because everyone just looks at totals, and that's kind of what they do. So I just pulled up Week Six as far as the air yards out there. Stefan Diggs, 250 air yards last week, uh, and of course 167 receiving yards in total as well. Mike Evans, 226. Not in the slate. Who cares? But Grant, your boy, uh, Mike Williams, 192 air yards last uh, last week, and the and 10 targets. That's a lot. That's a nice eight dollar as well. Uh, Will Fuller at 158. Uh, Darius Slayton, by the way, 156. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just got to keep note. He only had 32 receiving yards, and obviously he needs some injuries to open up. I, I suppose if Shepard doesn't play, maybe Slayton could be interesting as well. Uh, do we have to play? The, we got to pick our guys, don't we? We got to kind of lock in and say, uh, what's the argument? Who, who wants to take a stand? A grant to big loser will give him his punishment in a second, obviously. But, yeah, uh, I mean, do you want to go, like, wide receivers? Well, me and Van Gogh are both going to fight over T.Y. Yeah. Hilton. I, we both like T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, what is Hilton's price? 5'9". Five, nine. Five, nine. Yeah. I mean, do you have a pivot in there, Van no, I want Hilton, man. I'm not. I'm the one who's been fighting for him on a podcast. I'm literally fighting someone on Twitter about it. Cause he told me, oh, he had Jacoby. Uh, you know, he had. He, there was an argument about it. I, I, I pulled it up. Uh, it was so tilting. Like the guys out here making fun and saying, oh, there's no Andrew Luck. All those games were with Andrew Luck. And I pulled up. I pulled up the 2017 ones with with Jacoby, who had a worse offensive line in those games, had a worse head coach, and in two of the games, one of them he was three for 14. The other he had five for 175 and two. The three for 14 game. It was week 17, and both teams were four and 12. It was. Clear. It's great to see you're paying attention to the podcast as you're doing the pod. This is what you've been doing the whole time. I will admit, during that like last tight end segment, was just tilting this guy. Like you were arguing with somebody on Twitter. Yeah, because it's someone just again. And I don't know why I'm like I'm thinking someone on Twitter is being rational, but just coming in there like guns a blazing with no information, doing no research at all. So, uh, man, Gun, have you not figured out that? People on Twitter are trying to make you angry. Yeah, I, I realize that. Uh, Jay, 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 Jay Knuckles with a Z. Uh, of course, this is the guy out here. Yeah, anytime there's a Z at the end, you know he's probably a troll. Yeah. I, well, I always look at the, um, like, the go, last uh, 10 tweets, and I'm like, is it me or is it them? And almost always it's them. It's like, what, what were the last 10 tweets? Okay, yeah, this all checks out. This is perfectly makes sense. We can go 6K and under running backs. I'll take Mixon. Uh, Mango can have Garyon. 
You said under what 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 price tag? Under six K running backs. Um, I mean six K. I don't know if I want Johnson, man. I might want someone else. You're giving me some more. Uh... No, fine. Dean can have Johnson. I'm taking Mixon. Can, can we wait? Hold on a second. Let's let's. Uh, there's nothing I really love here. This is a yeah. I'm not. I mean, yeah, this is how about quarterbacks? Bold, anybody have any any, any hot takes as far as quarterbacks? Um, I want Russell. Uh, yeah, I guess we can. Uh, F it. I'll take Josh Allen. I don't care. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll okay. die on the Josh Allen bridge. Okay, Grant's gonna lose two weeks in a row. Mango, you can't. Don't blow us on Mango. I know, but they, so there's a lot of options here. I mean, well, yeah, but they're all better than Josh Allen. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I'm in on this. I'm in. I just want to make sure. I want to make sure I make the right choice, right? Like, um, is it Kyler Murray? Is it Lamar Jackson? Um, I mean, they're all phenomenal options here. It's. I, mean, I think it's Ljax personally, but I, maybe I'm just trying to swerve you. I don't know. Oh man, you you got me tilted right now because party feels like it could be Kyler. Um, could be. Hmm. It's. I mean, it's it's Ljax or Kyler for sure. That's that. It's one of the two. Um, which one do I want to? I mean, Ljax has been so. I know who you're taking. Come on, just stop with the. You know who you're taking and lock it in. I mean, but the Giants' secondary has been so bad. It's but we'll, we'll take we'll take the safety in Lamar Jackson. That's dollar for dollar, just so you know. Uh, oh, so. see now, dollar for dollar, we got to think about it, right? Like it's, it's a three hundred. Uh, you would you want the top guy in dollar for dollar not to matter? And you, no wonder why you only lost one so far. You're no, the game at all time. You're the salesman. Well, I thought I thought Kyler Murray was sixty five hundred, but he's sixty seven hundred, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, we'll, we'll go with Lamar. Let's just keep it easy. There you go, um, Grant. We have a question for the people in chat. What's the question this week? Um. Worst hotel stories, um, which prior to the podcast, I guess we were talking about all mine and <laughs> how I've been walked amazing. in on without noticing, uh, using the lawnmower 2.0, um, <laughs> and then walking out of the hotel room and we're walking out of the shower and just standing there, nuded up right in front of housekeeping, not knowing what to do. Um, how I've been walked on, walked in naked many times. I've shared a bed in a hotel room with like six people. Some of the time, which I've had 10 people in a room, people are just banging it out in the room while they think we're asleep. Guys, if you're in a room with 10 other people, you start going at, no one, no one's asleep. Trust me. This is, it is, you don't sleep through those sounds. Um, and then my you favorite You gotta be classy one, about it is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, or just acknowledge it in the morning. Like, Hey, sorry guys. Um, and then, my buddy slept on top of an entertainment center because we had so many people in the room. Dude was like five foot five, buck 30. <laughs> it just made me chuckle thinking about it. But you were saying, so you're just always just sitting around your hotel room naked. Like that's standard grant. Like you're not wearing, yeah. you're in a hotel room right now. Does that mean you're not wearing pants or shorts or boxers or anything of that sort? I, I, I'm wearing socks. <laughs> One sock or two socks. I'm wearing two socks. <laughs> why and why do you not wear clothes at all when you're in a hotel why room would i wear clothes okay when you're at home do you wear is this the same thing or just when you're in a hotel i, I, you wear I live with the... other people i've always lived with other people so yes i wear clothes i'm not an animal dean but you well i don't understand is it that restricting to wear like a pair of shorts just a pair of shorts i mean no it's not but do i need to it's like a... i take a lot a lot of bubble baths in hotels. Do I want to take the time to put on clothes when I don't need to? Do you have your own like travel size bubble bath? No, I just steal a whole bunch of shampoo from the cart. 
Uh, that's what you can do, by the way, when the maid busts you, like with your with your uh, manscape or whatever, your lawnmower 2.0. You can ask her. Be not, that'd be the perfect time to ask for some more bubble bath material. Because uh, yes, could I get some more shampoo, <laughs> sir? You seem to be clean shaven. Oh, not, not for there. Mango, when you go to a hotel, are you automatically naked at all times? Uh, I don't know. I don't have a good hotel story for you guys. So uh, I, I, Grant can just soak them all up for you. But I love how he's talking about the lawnmower, lawnmower 2.0 because it segues into something else for we got to talk about. <laughs> it just happened to work out that way. Uh, Grant, did you see our winner from last week? Did you have to pull that up? Uh, uh, I can now if you, if you like. I think it was, um, I think, Miller, D. Miller. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, we're, uh, well, go ahead. What, what was the question? Do you recall, Grant? The question was worst or best celebrity sighting. I guess that wasn't a great question or very advantageous one for getting comments because we only had one, but essentially uh, she ran into, who was it? Steven Tyler, uh, lead singer of Aerosmith. Steven Tyler. And she asked like, oh, is this your daughter? In which case he <laughs> proceeds to stick his tongue down her throat as proof. A simple yes or no may have sufficed, but. <laughs> Yeah, and of course, Liv Tyler is well. Maybe he's more than one daughter. I don't really know. It's certainly possible as well. But uh, I guess uh, you know, I wouldn't think he would shove his tongue down the throat of Liv Tyler either. Either. Uh, what is the question this week? We want to get. We're trying to elicit more than one response. It was the way, uh, weird hotel stories. Oh yeah, well, I just totally. <laughs> like it, it does have to be. Maybe maybe you trashed the hotel room. Maybe you slept eighteen people in the hotel room. Maybe someone. Someone pooped herself in the hotel room. You can you can make up the story. And, you can make up the story and just win a T-shirt because there was only one person last week. So <laughs> like so easy. If you want a T-shirt, <laughs> yeah, you could do it. Yeah. And the, yeah, the, the shirts are like legit comfortable. Like they're comfortable shirts. I don't know if you guys rock them at all, but the RG shirts are. If I were wearing clothes right now, I'd probably wear it. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but of course, you're not wearing any clothes. Uh, before we step aside and get out of here, we do have to do a tweets or conflict like this. Grant, unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of time to prep this, so like it's not fully thought out just yet. But this is basically where I'm at. This is what we're, we're going to have you have you uh, to some extent, more or less. We'll give you a finalized uh, you know tweet later on. But obviously, tweets or consequences. If you lose the game, the loser has to go ahead and tweet something out on, on Tuesday, the next day, the following day, and essentially you're not allowed to respond. This one you might have to respond to, by the way, which is kind of tricky, right, Mango? Like, he might get a response. Yeah, oh, maybe maybe sign in the DMs. Yeah, there's a chance you get a response. So uh, you, you, better be, you better be ready. And you might only have like 20 minutes to respond. <laughs> here, here we go, Grant. You're, you're ready for your – this is what we have as your tweet. Oh, gosh, I guess. Uh, hey, Manscaped, much like Weekend at Bernie's 2, your sequel also failed to live up to the original as the Lawnmower 2.0 has failed me. It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre down there. Assuming I'm not getting catfished again, I'm meeting my internet girlfriend for the first time in 20 minutes. So please advise ASAP. Yeah, I don't know. I'm good with that. I have no problem with that. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to respond, right? (laughs) Yeah, am I allowed to respond to Manscaped and only Manscaped? I, I feel I feel like you got to present us with what they say. Um, I mean, they're going to say like, "Sorry, we'd like to hear." I'm, should I respond with something like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't realize it was supposed to go in. wasn't supposed to go inside of me." <laughs> My family jewels have been heisted. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, this, I threw this together before the show, and I didn't really have any time to construct it properly. But the more or less, uh, that's what it is. And I mean, the main thing is, I just I feel bad about giving bad publicity. Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, did I throw a picture of a strawberry underneath it? 
<laughs> but uh, that's where we're at right now. I don't know. We may, we may modify that a little bit. Maybe we'll get uh, told a different curveball. Who really knows? But uh, more or less, that's where that's where it's at. And uh, yeah, uh, there you go. Well, that's not too bad, right, Grant? Because I, I mean, it's hard to, to like. I don't know, shame you or embarrass you or, I mean, you know, you're a man that's walking around hotel rooms without any pants and talking to a... And apparently looks like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre down there. <laughs> that was, Mangone added that thought, so there you go. I don't know if that's too wordy as far as the uh, the character limit, because we'll, we'll kind of break that down I'm in a second. I'm just excited to meet this internet girlfriend I'm going to meet for the first time. <laughs> it said you might get catfished again, implying, of course, you've been previously catfished. <laughs> I mean... I get like 40 messages a week between Instagram and Twitter about women who are, I'm 30, I never married, I have no kids, is the general response I get. I don't know why. Where do you get these messages from? Where, where, where should I be signed up for this? Who's sliding the, the DMs over there? I mean, you just got to reply, reply to all Pornhub's posts. Oh. That's well. how they get you. That's how they find you. <laughs> I'm not on that, unfortunately. Uh, we'll have to talk uh, off air, I suppose. Uh, final thoughts as far as a slate grant? Uh, there's no cut and dry answers to this slate. Um, and there's no full-on shock. So play your plays. Play your best plays. And I wouldn't worry about ownership too much this week. Mangone? I'm just so confused as a sub as a subscriber for premium to the hub dean like how do you not know how to do this stuff? like just so so confused I'm I, was sure playing coy. Off, I was playing coy. He, he sold off his porn up premium for snickledoos <laughs> did you guys happen to see the dolphins had uh one of the porn sites uh you probably saw us grant maybe not maybe not mangone i uh, did see this yes it was tailgating this weekend and uh yeah i mean like yeah it, it was at least someone had a good time, I suppose, the Buffalo Dolphin game. Because, oh, not Buffalo. Uh, why, why would they besmirch Buffalo? At the Washington, uh, Washington Miami Dolphins game. Yeah. What was, uh, you know what site it was? We should give him credit. We should give him a proper shout out in the podcast. I don't know. Who, I don't recall who it was. But I the, think it was posted on Pornhubs, which is why that was in my mind. Well, there you go. <laughs> on that note, uh, you know, stay tuned for news. Obviously, again, this is the first podcast you should listen to for DFS, not the last podcast you should listen to for, for DFS, because you know news changes, and we're doing this on Monday night, so we don't really know a lot. This is a first look pod. He's Van Gogh. He's Grant. I'm Dean. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your football. We're out of here. Oh, hey kids.